Hello, and Elko, welcome to episode number six of Boutique Talk. My name is Jake Boston, otherwise known as Steelbook Obsessed on all your major social media platforms. And if you want to listen to all things physical media related, then you've come to the right place. Every week, I have a new guest on to talk about their collecting journey. And today, my guest makes me in awe of their Steelbook collection over on TikTok. It's Drew from Movie Steals. Drew, how you doing, man? Uh-oh. Man, our connection was so good when we started. I'm hoping that it kind of bounces back up here. Because his collection looks amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I love building this collection. It's been so much fun. I basically just started about a little over three and a half years ago, like with steel books. Oh, really? Man, then you yeah. get you. <laughs> all, all you're all like the way ahead of me in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very but, cool. Yeah. Well, so have you been collecting just for three and a half years or just solely on steel books? No. So like my collecting journey started like way back in the day. So when I was a kid, we lived in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania. Like mm-hmm. we had no cable. It was just like, we got like three channels. So my family would like drive to Blockbuster every weekend. We would get like five or six movies. And like back in the day, you used to like dub VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. So like you could run two VCRs. So we oh, would yeah. just, we had two VCRs hooked up. We would just dub tapes like every weekend. We had five or six movies. Uh, and then we just had a huge closet that was just full of movies uh, ever since I was a little kid. And then like growing up, Blockbuster 2 had like the previously viewed copies. Mm-hmm. Of movies so you could go in you could be at like three for 15 i used to go in there every weekend and just buy like you know three or four movies and uh yeah i had a huge collection growing up and then i went all digital for like 10 years oh you're one of those guys um, yeah i went all digital for a while um and then i honestly started getting back into physical media just during the pandemic hmm. so yeah i got rid of my collection and now i'm like rebuilding it all up to again so yeah man a lot of people during the pandemic they just started collecting stuff because there's nothing else to do well, I started like because I was watching a ton of content like on all the streaming services. Yeah. And I just remember like it, it just when you watch something on streaming, it's just so forgettable. Like mm-hmm. I could watch a movie and really like it. Like Extraction is one that always comes to mind. Mm-hmm. The one with um, Chris Hemsworth. Because yeah. I was like when they released the sequel, I was like, I totally forgot that I even watched the first one and that I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was a movie called Run with um, I think Sarah Paulson was in it. It's on Hulu. Yeah. But it's another like really good movie. Mm hmm. I was like, these movies are just, if I owned it, I would like remember much more about it. Um, And then, you know, since I was growing up and I had a collection, I just kind of got the bug again. So I just started rebuying everything. (laughs) I mean, even from when I was a kid, like the first VHS that I ever bought with my own money was the best of Chris Farley, that SNL tape. And every time I put that sucker in, I knew I was going to be in for a good time. And that's kind of the same feeling I have anytime I pop into any type of physical media I have. I can look Mm -hmm. at it can pop it in throw the disc in it's like it it just feels right every time i do it and i started like i got like i did research like i had a big t like i had a 65 inch before Mm -hmm. but like i did some research like because i wanted a new tv i wanted like a good one so i started like researching it i i got an lg oled so i was like super happy about that Mm -hmm. and i was like i realized that there's no real 4k content in the streaming world you know what i mean you can get right. a 4k stream but it's not real 4k correct so then i started buying like 4k discs that was before i got into steelbooks but yeah i started buying like 4k discs just to get like actual 4k content yep no the oled was definitely a game changer for me as well because i had 4k stuff and i had a 4k player but just playing it on mm-hmm. a random 1080p tv it was fine but it was just whatever yeah. the oled is where your mind kind of gets blown like oh my god i need to have as much 4ks as possible to watch on this thing yeah. 
dude like what so what are your like favorite like 4k discs to watch on it um the two that immediately come to mind for me where i was just like awestruck was the second sight version of drive that sucker blew me away man I just i'm so jealous yeah, i missed that release oh my god it's amazing i i have the standard i have I the 4k have. like i got the new french one that came out but yeah. i don't have the second sight one gotcha i don't know if the transfers are close i think they're different me. Okay. Yeah. Well, the second sign one was great. And then one from a major studio, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That 4K looks really? like for a movie, for a movie being 50 years old, I was like, this looks like it came out now. It looked amazing. That's one of my favorite things about 4K because I feel like it just completely re breathes new life into older movies. Agreed. Like I just watched Beetlejuice. Yeah. The 4K yeah. for Beetlejuice. And I was like, it looked so good. Mm -hmm. Like some of them, Carlito's Way, Beetlejuice, like so a lot of these like, older movies, I feel like. You don't need to remake them. Like just remaster them in 4K, and then I feel like it's like almost a new movie. Correct. I mean, we're talking about Arrow Video this time, but Scream Factory—they come out with a lot of 4Ks. I'm a little hesitant to buy those just because I already have the Blu-ray version, and they don't mm -hmm. have any new special features or anything. So I would love to have a 4K version of a movie that I love from them, but to rebuy it just for a new transfer for 40 bucks—that's where I'm kind of like, I don't know. I, I always check the reviews because not all 4Ks are created the same. So Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> always check the reviews. But yeah. Well, very cool, man. So you've been collecting since God, God knows when, since you were like a little tyke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Pretty much. Yeah. I've always had the, I've always collected stuff. I've always had the bug and just movies um, have just always, I feel like it was video games for a little bit mm -hmm. and then it was movies. But now I feel like movies are just much more timeless. Right. Like I can watch something like The Shining or Aliens. Like Aliens is my favorite movie of all time. I've probably seen it 50 times. You know what I yeah. mean? I that movie's what 35 years old now. Oh and I can God. still watch it to this day. Like if I play a video game that's from like the PS1 era, it just doesn't have the same, you know, it just doesn't mean the same thing right. to me anymore. In in my early 20s, that's like all I did. I went hard in collecting video games because I personally mm -hmm. I wasn't able to have any system. I was able to have handhelds, but not systems. I went to friends' house okay. to play that stuff. So I always okay. loved it and I wanted to have one for my own and then I just collected fucking everything. But <laughs> the older I've gotten, the more like the less time you have really because you're always busy with other stuff. So I would rather <laughs> just that, like man. unwind, grab a movie off a shelf and watch it rather than like pop a disc and play for a few hours and then like continue. I don't know. I like having like a completed journey at the end of the night just to kind of be like, okay, I want to watch this, go to bed. That's kind of one of the reasons I prefer movies over TV shows also, but... Yeah, the video game thing, I had like an epiphany. Like Mass Effect 2 is like one of my favorite video games of all time. Mm -hmm. And they like remastered it. So I like pre-ordered it. I had it. I was like, I can't wait to play this. Right. And I was playing it and I was like, I don't like this anymore. Like mm -hmm. it's just not the same. Like I feel like the video game is just like a snapshot. Like it's that moment. You have so much fun playing it. When you revisit it 20 years, it's just not the same. Yeah, I, I played Red Dead Redemption for so long when that came out and then the sequel came out and i was just in a different part of my life i'm like i don't even think i have time to like give this the time it needs it deserves which yeah. kind of bro broke my heart a little bit but that's just yeah that's how it goes life changes yep. man yeah just like you again. and you're collecting you just started collecting <laughs> steelbooks three and a half years ago and i'm in awe of the stuff that you have why did you start going down the steelbook route the first steelbook i ever got where is it i have it here so the first steelbook was this john wick chapter one through three Mm -hmm. I got this from Best Buy and I always remember it because it was during the pandemic because it was the first thing I ever bought where you couldn't go in the store. Hmm. Oh, right. Like, it was yeah. the first thing they had to bring out to your car because yep. the store like, they wouldn't let you in. Weird like time. I had video game steelbooks and I, I liked them, but I was like, I saw this, I had this steelbook and I was like, this looks awesome. 
Mm-hmm. So then I just fell down the rabbit hole. I was like, what are some other, like, my favorite movies? Like, The Shining, Aliens. I was, like, looking up all of these movies, seeing what the art was. So, yeah. I, my, my first premium, I, I got this one. I bought some other, like, random Best Buy ones. And then I, f- like, fell into the premium game with, like, Film yeah. Arena and Manta Lab. And so it was, it was all over from there, pretty much. Yeah, I just the pre- love the different art. The premiums can get you in trouble, man. That, that, <laughs> I wish I had more in my collection, but damn, th- those price tags, like I, I can only have a select few for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always like my favorite ones or if like packaging is like super cool. Right. I'll like go above and beyond. So, yeah, but yeah, I just love the, I, I wanted, I wanted to upgrade my entire collection to steel books. That was my original goal. I just, mm-hmm. at this point, I know that's not really possible. But um, I just love the way it looks on the shelf. It's like so uniform. I just, you know, and I just love the different art on them. Yeah. No, I, I have a series where I'm slowly trying to, I'm not going to get every single movie, but movies that mm-hmm. I like that I might just have like a random Blu-ray for, I'm trying to take out and replace with Steelbooks just because I I love a Steelbook. I've loved Steelbooks since I started collecting them in 2013. Whenever Django Unchained came out, Okay. When I started, it's either 2013, 2014. Some of uh, some so that was your first that steel book? Yeah. That, that's the one that caught my eye that I was like, oh my God, what is this? I didn't even know what a yeah. steel book was. I just love Django <laughs> and the artwork on Django Unchained looked amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love the different art, especially like I love the different variants. So, like, my thing is mm-hmm. I love to get, like, I'll like Google the movie. I'll see like what countries have the different steel books. And like, cause it's just crazy how like, you know, Europe or Asia gets different variants than we get right and sometimes they get stuff we don't get at all and sometimes we get stuff they don't get at all so i just i fell down that rabbit hole of just kind of like looking at the different art and i just kind of like just the way it looks basically correct and like some of my favorite movies of all time like the thing i own like eight different steel books for just because they all have different artwork and i want as yep. many of them as i possibly can yeah oh but and you don't have the arrow one right is that one you I don't, don't have? I, I don't that's like one of the four yeah. versions i still need yeah Okay. So we'll get into that. Speaking of Arrow, let, let's kind of yes. streamline into Arrow Video. That's kind of when I gave you a list of stuff to talk about. Arrow Video was the one that you kind of chose. Is there a certain reason mm-hmm. for that? Uh, well, no, I was thinking of like boutique labels that I have. And I'm thinking this specific movie, the Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, is kind of like under the radar. I figure it was October. So it kind of fit with the, you know, the month. Yeah. So that's kind of why. No. It makes sense. I don't and have too many like Scream Factory or Synapse stuff. I have mostly Steelbook stuff, and a lot of the like the smaller boutique labels they don't do a ton of Steelbooks. Right. Um. So I, most of the stuff, the like Arrow, I guess, as a boutique label, does more of the Steelbook stuff than the other ones. Yeah, I'd say out of all the boutiques, Arrow and Scream Factory probably have the most amount of Steelbooks. And I thought it'd be a fun game to kind of show off all of the Steelbooks we have for Arrow Video because I sure. think we might we might come close to like having every single copy that they have out. Between maybe the two we'll see yeah. mm-hmm. that would be awesome uh, that'd be a good combo yeah well how about, that? How about <laughs> let's i'm gonna make you bigger here you want to show off the ones you have first sure sure okay. uh well so mary shelley's frankenstein that is Very the first cool. one yeah it's okay i mean it's kind of like you know it's kind of muted but it's cool yeah so when, uh, when i i have just the basic blu-ray version of mary shelley's okay. frankenstein and i all of the Arrow videos have alternative artwork that you can flip it to. Mm-hmm. Mine was that image that you oh, okay. have of the Steelbook, cool. and I decided not to do it because I thought that image was just okay. Yeah, I actually like the slipcover better. Like, if that was on the Steelbook, I'd like that better. <laughs> right. Uh, and I do have Old Boy. So I got this one on eBay. Ooh, nice. 
This one was a 4K. It is embossed. I don't know if you can really tell. Oh. And there's the back. Maybe I'll take it out. Of the, I'll try to take it out of the case here. I know it's always it's always tough to do that. I have a couple still in cases. I have a couple still sealed in my collection too. Yeah, that looks yeah, sharp. The case is like really like reflective, so it's hard mm-hmm. to tell. But yeah. And then there's the back. Yeah, and the arrow always does like the little booklets inside, which is like really nice. Right. And then this Elvira I got, this was um, part of a bundle. Okay. So somebody was selling a bunch of like old school, like I bought, so this guy was selling a bundle of Goonies, this um, barbed wire, and the mm-hmm. wizard with Fred Savage as a bundle. And I oh, was random. like, all right, cool. Yeah. That's a cool looking look. I've never actually. Yeah. Oh geez, let's see how long it stays froze for. Let's see if I swap. If I swap it, maybe if I'm making this picture bigger, it'll unfreeze. Elvira is a movie I have not seen either. <laughs> the spot gloss on that sucker. Oh my god, that looked amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, King of New York with uh, Christopher Walken. Very cool. Yeah, these are all like the the ones that I had that you don't have. I think are Region B. That's probably why. You yeah. don't have them. Like the have thing couple, one was a region B one. Yeah, that's the one I want so bad. It's just the classic artwork. It's amazing. This is the one I wanted. I actually preferred this over the Best Buy one. And the Best Buy one, like I missed the order. And like, I don't know, for me personally, like I can spend like 60 bucks on an import. But for me to spend like 60 bucks, if someone's selling it on eBay or Macari for like 60 bucks, it's it's like a Best different. Buy one. Yep. Yep. I can't, I just can't, I can't see myself doing it. But yeah, this one was really cool. Uh, I'd put the 4K disc in this one. So yep. I had Smart to use the 4K. Absolutely. Yeah. I know it's your favorite movie of all time. It's like it's like I think number seven or eight for me. Yeah. It's good stuff. Perfection. Um, and Big Trouble Little China. Very cool. Classic art on that one. Yep. Another cool one. And then uh I think you had did you have Robocop? I do have Robocop. Yep. Okay. That one looks I bought good. this. I was mad because I got this when it was just the Blu-ray, and then they came out with the 4K disc with the yep. exact same art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just re up. Yeah. I, I I got the four. That was one of the ones where I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna get the four. Double dip. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't do it because it was like a 4K transfer on a Blu-ray. So I was like, all right, it can't be that much better. Sure. So, uh, and then Weird Science I have to as well. Nice. Yeah. Weird Science one I feel like gets slept on quite a bit. I, I like the way that one looks. It's like um, the classic 80s image there. Correct. Yeah, on the front and back of it too. Yeah, it's just got mm-hmm. Kelly Little Rock on the back. Very nice. Yep. Okay, first one's sealed. So sorry, this one isn't as fun. But I have 12 monkeys. Oh, I have a Zavi release for that one. (laughs) Yeah, there's like some random spot gloss in the middle here, so it kind of stands out, which is always cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, Next one up, I have a Region B version of Battle Royale. I have never seen Battle Royale. Uh, It's pretty dope. (laughs) I've heard. It's definitely on my radar. (laughs) It's brutal. I'll kind of open up, show the front and back, and... uh, yeah, if you've never seen it, I do recommend it. It comes with the booklets, like you said, but I also like how like the disc artwork actually has like images, and there's nice images on the inside of the majority of these steel books. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Okay, next one up. I just watched this movie for the first time about a month ago. Bride of Reanimator. I have never seen that either. Okay, Reanimator was a blast. This one okay. isn't as good, but it's kind of batshit crazy. That's always good. That can be good too. Right. That's no, cool. It, That's a cool steel book. The back is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Him just stabbing the heart. That is awesome. It's pretty nice. I don't think I can show the inside because there's boobies in it, Drew. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Don't Can't do, that. do that. Oh, man. And speaking of region B that are kind of brutal, I'm curious to see if I can show 
all of this sucker too because uh the imagery is pretty graphic and i've never seen really? this movie but as soon as i saw this image i'm like i need this i'm gonna put my thumb here or my finger here just in case the driller killer oh i have i've seen that steelbook but i've yeah i've never i've never even heard of that movie i've seen the yeah. steelbook though i knew it was big in the uk but i have not okay. seen it yet i will at some point um there's the back just nice strong graphics Dude, these foreign movies go hard i just watched martyrs and uh, yeah that kind of ruined my night man <laughs> yep my uh, that was rough my uh I gave my wife a list of like 12 movies that we could have watched on our anniversary. And martyrs is the one she decided to pick. Uh, did she just pick it by name or she knew it's reputation? Um, she really likes messed up. She likes true crime stuff and she kind of likes dark, dark stuff and martyrs Dude. hit the bill. Holy shit. You can say that again. <laughs> yeah. Martyr, martyrs went hard. And yeah, there's, yeah. there's like a half hour stretch of that movie where it like stretched my limits. I think you know what I'm Dude. talking about. I didn't realize it was 99 minutes. I did my letterbox review and I was like, this movie's 99. Dude, I felt like I watched like four hours. Agreed. Yeah. That sucker was a marathon stretch, man. Yeah. They put a lot, they fit a lot into 99 minutes. Agreed. Okay. Next one up. I've got a uh, David Lynch's Dune. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's got a movie that was on repeat in my house when I was a kid all the time, <laughs> like randomly. He I never watched this one until uh, the new one came out, the Denny Villeneuve one. So I watched this one. Um, I like Denny Villeneuve's, but I I don't know. There's something there's something kind of special about this one. I, I don't know what it it's is. It's got that like practical effects charm. You know what I mean? I, I do it's like just certain like movies from that sure. era. Yeah, that. Right. Here's one I got in a lot, so I got it used. There's a couple dents in it, but I like the Steelbook. It's pretty classic. Hellraiser. Oh, that's a good one. Is that yeah. the trilogy or is that just the first one? It's just the first movie. Okay, okay. I think Do there they is have a trilogy, trilogy still book. Oh, there wow. might be. Yeah, I think there is. Yeah, that's all. Awesome. Back it just stretches out. Yeah. Simple. I like when there's no title. I like when there's no title in the front. It's just an image. Yeah. For me, as a steelbook collector, simple yet striking designs get me every single time. I love it. Mm -hmm. Just yep. pop. Make sure that art pops like crazy. Yep. Uh, let's see here. This next one. I got for 10 bucks, so I haven't opened it because I've seen it before. And it's one of those movies where like you watch it once and you don't know if you want to watch it again. Last House on the Left. Oh, the classic. I've actually never seen the classic one. I've only seen the remake. Yeah. I it's I mean, it has a reputation for a reason. It is brutal. And mm -hmm. the last third kind of pops out of nowhere and takes you on a left turn. If you've never seen it, I think you should. But I, I've heard the I haven't I haven't seen the remake myself, but I've okay. heard that one's pretty solid too. Yeah, I thought the remake was okay. The, the very, very end was like kind of out of nowhere, but <laughs> yeah. I, but other than that, I enjoyed it. Yeah, kind of like the 70s version then. Okay. Um, from the director of Bride of Reanimator, Brian Yunza, we have Society. That's one I've always seen the cover, but I've never seen that one either. The cover is the best part. Like <laughs> okay. the, the best part of this movie is like the opening title screen where it shows you like a whole bunch of just faces in a blob. The okay. movie's kind of a bore for me, but the practical effects are stunning. I love that. Yeah. And then this next one, it's an Arrow Films, not Arrow Video release. Uh, this was a Zavi exclusive, if I remember correctly. It's The Voices. So did they, like, produce the movie themselves? Um, no, I, I back in back in the day, like, this movie came out 2009, 2010. Um, Zavi would come out with, like, okay. limited runs on their steelbooks, like 1,500 or less. And this was one of them. It's just okay. a UK exclusive. But again, it's another one okay. where it's kind of like a concept where it's just a fridge. 
and in the inside you kind of have the heads inside the fridge just yeah that's cool very very, very cool, cool release the voices it, it's okay it, I, I like the concepts a little bit better than i like the actual movie but it's still pretty solid yeah nice oh we yeah. have a lot you didn't show true romance i thought you had true romance I thought you had true romance. I do have it. I do, it I do. But I didn't pull it because I thought <laughs> shit. And I, I didn't pull it because you had it. Yeah. Well, you I want to pull it. Yeah, if you want to. You pull that one. I'm gonna pull killer clowns because I see it over there and I just totally forgot. Okay, gotcha. you get yours first. How many steelbooks do you think you have altogether? I don't know, probably about six hundred now. It's yeah. growing. I just got Halloween season three, uh Halloween three season of the witch today. Nice. I just got malignant import from Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? I got something else today. I can't remember what was off the top of my head. Yeah, I go hard, man. <laughs> I, I just counted for another podcast that I was on, and I broke the thousand mark. I'm at like, I, I want to say I was at like one thousand thirty-two as of now, which is absolutely nuts. I never thought I would own a thousand steel books. That is just crazy to me but yet i have like 15 of the aero video ones so i guess you go at a habit for so long you just <laughs> you keep on collecting and collecting and you just don't stop i mean i just constantly check ebay and mercari like maybe five times six times a day and just see like what, what's posted new <laughs> right. so yeah there's yeah, no, like I, there's movies like team america world police has a steelbook i didn't even know like that just right. popped up randomly mm-hmm. but it, it looks nice i want it yeah no I, yeah I know it's exactly embossed this. it's got a nice yeah. embossing on it yeah I wish yeah, no, you show that. This is awesome. And this is one that this is my biggest regret though, like purchasing wise, because I bought this when it was only in the UK. Mm -hmm. So I got this like imported. Yeah. Before it like was available like widely in the US as well. So I I paid like import price for this one, unfortunately. But right. Yeah, no, Drew, I did the same thing. This one is uh, amazing. It looks excellent. Yeah, no, I, I bought the UK one too, but I bought like the box set that the Steelbook came in because I love True mm-hmm. Romance. True Romance is like one of my favorite movies of the 90s, maybe of just forever. I, I yeah. Tarantino it's one of those movies I saw as a kid and I was like, I shouldn't probably watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. There's something I always remember it. the scene where Patricia Arquette's getting beat up and like that mm-hmm. was like, I was like, oh my God, when I was watching yeah. this as a kid. And then, uh, yeah, I watched it when this came out, and I was like, oh, this is – I forgot how funny Brad Pitt. There's so many – Christopher yep. Walken and Brad Pitt. There's so many mm-hmm. awesome just characters in that movie. Yeah, there's something about it now where I just watch it, and I feel like it's just like a fairy tale being being told almost, even though it's mm-hmm. like kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's just – yeah, Super violent stuff. fairy tale, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to grab uh, Killer Clowns? Sure. Yeah. While I'm grabbing that, you talk about what your favorite Steelbook release is. My favorite still look release. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah. Wait, let me let me flip flop. Uh... <laughs> uh, well, my favorite still book that I have, I, I guess I should grab it, but I have a German Alita Battle Angel that I absolutely have. I, I, it's my favorite still book. She's embossed. It's got great colors. It's like awesome. Um, you know, so I it's my favorite like art on a still book. Uh, my favorite still book release of all time. I mean, it's got to be Prey. I'm just so happy they did a Prey. Yeah, I was like, I didn't think it was going to happen. I actually had a custom made for Prey because I'm like a huge Predator fan. Mm-hmm. So I was like, they're never going to do it. I'm just going to get a custom. I bought like a bootleg off of eBay. I was just like, right, let me just keep one in my collection. Uh, but yeah, I was like so happy that they came out with a Prey one. So. Yeah. 
I'm happy that it's back in stock now too. I was, I heard that they had very low print runs, so I'm hoping that they saw how quickly it sold out and they already had a refresh of printings. I'm not sure how that works, but I'm just glad yeah. people can get their hands on it. I know, I know. I'm like so against scalpers, man. I'm like, I was gonna do a TikTok video on how to avoid uh, scalping for the Oppenheimer still book because that already sold out too. Of course, uh, because it's available. It's available from other like international retailers for like yeah. you know you end up paying like five bucks more, but instead of scalper prices, right? Never do scalper prices. I mean, that prey one for a couple of weeks was like 120 bucks. What it was selling for? Yeah, yeah. somewhere between. Yeah, I saw like eight between 80 and 120. Mm-hmm. When you're a steelbook collector, I've been doing it for so long. You either wait, and if you're okay with missing out, that's fine. But more often than not, it'll either get a second reprinting and just. Or it'll just like come back in stock on the website. That happened with the I've, Suicide Squad for me, yep. a James Gunn one. It was out of stock mm-hmm. for like five, six months, and then it randomly came back on. And I'm like, yep, grabbing it. I've learned that uh, for the first year or so, I was like, because I was in the process of trying to like upgrade my entire collection to, to Steelbook. So like I would just Google, like, oh, The Descent. I have the Blu ray. What Steelbook? It's there is a Steelbook. Let me see. Like, oh, this one's the cheapest one. Let me just send an offer and see what happens. I like, I've seen that pop up. Like it's a beautiful steel book, but I've seen it pop up like a few times for much cheaper than what I paid for it. So sure. I've learned that over time. There's no one, there's no steel book. That's a once in a lifetime opportunity to buy. You know what I mean? Yep. So you'll always see it. If you just stay patient, you gotta, checking. you gotta be patient. That's exactly. Yeah. Right. Because uh, I would say people like when I go live, people are always like, Oh, your collection's awesome. I'm like, it doesn't really take any skill to have a, like a steel book mm-hmm. collection. You know what I mean? Like if I had infinite money, I'd have the sickest collection ever, but yeah. I guess the only skill is just not overpaying for everything. Yeah. You you and I go live on TikTok. I, I do it every now and again. There's some people that go crazy hard at it, but it's mm-hmm. amazing the amount of people that just pop on there and just either say, you collect movies or your collection's awesome. That type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I try to go live like every day. That's, do you? I try. Yeah. I try. I, 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 don't I don't always do the collection ones. I do like letterbox reviews and stuff like that too. Sure. I, I don't have the time in the day. I wish I did. It, it's very addicting when you go on there. Normally, like whenever I have the chance, I go on for like three hours until my phone battery dies and then I'm just done. I'm super lucky that I only need about four hours of sleep and I'm good. So <laughs> I wish. I wish I was that yeah. lucky, man. There's like one day a week where I just crash at like eight o'clock. But other than that, the rest of the week, I'm, I'm good on like four and a half hours of sleep. Right. I put out two videos a day on all of my socials. So like there's, I have to have at least like three nights a week where I go and just make all those videos and I do a live stream here on the podcast. So yeah, there's one night a week. I just go to bed as soon as I put the girls to bed and I just fall asleep hard for like 10, 11 hours. Yep. Same. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, randomly now here, here's killer clowns from outer space. Just classic artwork. That is awesome. Got the popcorn on the back. Um, forgot to play this i pulled it so i'm gonna randomly play it now that was a uh, arrow video talk out of all of the boutique label intros that one hits the hardest i love that intro every time it pops on yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It looks like something you would see, like, uh, I don't know, like the ex, like one of the like fake commercials that would pop up with like Robocop or something. Sure. That they mm-hmm. have. Yeah, no, that, that sucker is fun. It just entrances me because there are some boutique labels that are pretty, like Scream Factories is pretty weak. It just hops on for five seconds, just a werewolf howling in a graveyard. It doesn't look good at all. Arrow Video, right. at least, it looks like they put some time into their logo. 
You're right. Yeah, the Scream Factory one is kind of weak. Yeah. Well, I'm going to play another clip back to back. I usually don't like doing that, but I had to play the arrow. But now we're going to talk a little bit more about this sucker, Mary <laughs> Shelley's Frankenstein. And uh, I always like to play a little bit of like a teaser trailer to kind of set the mood. Here is sure. a TV spot. Here we go. He had everything a man could want. I love you so much. Until he set out on a quest for immortality and lost everything he ever loved. Live! Have I done? Francis Ford Coppola presents Robert De Niro. No! Kenneth Branagh. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein rated R. Oh yeah, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, man. Yeah, this is, no one remembers De Niro played Frankenstein. <laughs> no one remembers this movie existed, Drew. Let's be honest. That's true. That's true. When you, I let you have free reign of any movie. Like sometimes I just kind of say, "What movie do you want to talk about?" And if they, if the guest doesn't know, I give them a list of stuff that I have. You right okay. out of the bat, you're like, "Let's do Mary Shelley's Frankenstein." Why did you choose <laughs> this movie? This is one of those movies that this is why I'm good, like glad the boutique labels exist, because this is one of those movies that you would have seen as a kid and completely forgotten it even existed. Mm -hmm. But like they re-release it and it's like, so it wasn't like a fever dream. Robert De Niro did actually play Frankenstein at some point. You know what I mean? So and they give it the 4K treatment. And I for me personally, it's so like grand and large and operatic. And it just I've I, this movie, like I loved it as a kid. So I have like that nostalgia factor for it. So, uh, and I, I mean, I think De Niro is probably the best actor of all time, just in terms of like filmography and longevity and variation of roles. Right. And this is one that, I mean, for the greatest actor of all time to play this very, very weird movie, very random role. Mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, you know, it's just worth the price of admission just for that. You definitely don't think of De Niro as the monster at mm -hmm. all, ever, but he does a pretty strong job at portraying it. The way he plays him in this movie is very interesting. Like, there's a little bit of depth to the character. Like, yeah. it's just not like lumbering, and you know. So there, he has like a, a lot of good lines, and he has a really, really like all time bad line. <laughs> yeah, and in, I think you of, probably know what I'm talking in, about. In front of like a flaming house, it just like zooms into his face with the flaming house in the background, and he just yes. screams, "Frankenstein! I will get you, Frankenstein!" Yes. Terrible. It's, it's, Yes, it's bad. It's it's very, very bad. But in general, the other lines in the movie where he's like, I have this love inside of me and I don't know how to control it, but I also have this anger. Mm -hmm. And if I don't get to, like, he says something like, if I don't get to experience the one, I'll indulge the other. So I just, I, there's like some really cool lines in the movie. So uh, there's a line in here where did not need to be at all, but it's, there's like a incest main love yes. thread through this movie. I mean, they're not. They grew up brother and sister, but they're not blood related. There's literally a, a line when they're about to have sex for the first time where they're like, brother and sister, no more. Like, word for word. Be in the movie, I would have totally forgotten that, that like plot point that they were like technically brother and sister yeah. if she didn't say that. You know what I mean? It's, I, I know that they're trying to be very close to Mary Shelley's script, and that's fine, but yuck. Just the entire time, I was just like, this is gross. They had to. In the introduction, they had to have a scene where both of them are little kids just to mm -hmm. introduce that, yeah, her mom and dad, they died of uh, influenza or smallpox or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was bad. But the, yeah, in general, I just like the, 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 it's just like, 
the the sets and stuff are just so cool. Just so like high budget, like '90s movies, like they it just has that look to it. Like when mm-hmm. you know, Frankenstein's like laboratory, that the huge like awesome. vat that he's in, the big like the the tubes that come down. It just looks so cool to me. Yeah, instead of like putting Frankenstein into the sky, he just has like a vat of electric eels that he goes mm-hmm. and sets. That's the, his electricity for it. It's yeah, it's very bizarre. He has to have ambiotic fluid that the monster has to stay in so like yeah. there are birthing scenes where he's just like collecting like, scooping that up and like putting it in a bear well, he's like they show him like show up he's like paying off the uh the nurse or whatever to pick up the fluid yeah. like, oh. this movie is wild and yeah. I, I this is the first time i ever watched it was a couple days ago and uh-huh. dear lord i feel like i just like woke up from a fever dream because this doesn't okay. even seem like this movie should ever exist yeah, it's 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 operatic. It's just very big and grand, basically. And yeah, the scene that I love the most is when uh, spoiler warning, but the scene where Helena Bottom Carter is running down the hallway at the end on fire. Yes, man. It's the greatest fire scene I've ever seen. In I was going to bring that up. It's practical effects. It has to be. And amazing. I've never seen anything like it. Like it was that, amazing. Probably top top one top two fire scenes i've ever seen in my entire life just because i don't even know how they pulled this thing off i really don't it's like five seconds straight of a person on fire running running down a hallway they're running through the hallway and the entire hallway is getting lit on fire as they're running the the first thing that starts the fire she has like a lantern over her head just Mm -hmm. hulk smashes it in her hands immediately gets engulfed in flames and that and they had to have done it practically, but I don't know how the hell they did it. It looks so real. Yeah, and I was watching it. I was watching that clip on YouTube, and someone in the comments were like, "Why did he have gasoline on his walls?" Because, <laughs> like, dude, when she's running down the hallway, like, it everything just explodes. It's crazy. Yeah, so ev- stuff like that that's just so grand, and like as right. a kid, like it just kind of sticks with you, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have Kenneth Branagh to kind of thank for that. He's the main lead in this. He directed this movie. He's known for just like shakespearean renditions mm-hmm. and yeah he kind of brings that to this horror movie which shouldn't work and it's weird i i don't know this movie is one of those movies where i don't know if i would recommend it to a lot of people but for me i will remember it for a long time yeah that's that's a very good way to put it i'm trying to think of like more random things that happen oh when when the Frankenstein monster got put to life for the first time. And there's like a five minute scene of them trying to stand up. It like, feels like five you? minutes. Yeah. So it's, it's probably like two minutes, but yeah. Cause if they're both like, cause Frankenstein's like naked, like it's just gross, man. He's just covered in amniotic fluids. Yeah. Like and they're yeah, just slipping it's... in it, just trying to stand up. Like I, I get like the, the monster had never done anything like this before, but it it's overkill, but I love yeah. it. Like I was, I was laughing. It was like a skit show, even though it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Well, Helena Bonham Carter is great in it. Like, it was one of the first movies I had ever really seen her in. Yeah. And I thought she did a great job. She and was. And then I did some, I was looking at some video, like some other, you know, about the movie. And they actually, so uh, Kenneth Brown on her had an affair. Like, he cheated oh. on, he was with Emma Thompson at the time. Okay. And then I guess they ended up getting divorced because then she, he had an affair with Helena Bonham Carter uh, and in during the filming of this movie. Crazy. Well, and then there's also some drama with um, Francis Ford Coppola and Kenneth Branagh. I did hear that. Yeah, because this this thing all over it says Francis Ford Coppola presents Mary Shelley's mm-hmm. Frankenstein because that's kind of what he directed Bram Stoker's Dracula. That was a big hit. 
So Sony went out and made Wolf with Jack Nicholson and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein with Kenneth Branagh. Uh, I think uh, Coppola wanted to direct it. He just kind of didn't have the time. And Mm -hmm. yeah, Branagh and Coppola just butted heads to the point to where like Coppola just kind of washed his hands from it. Frank Darabont is a writer on this movie. And -hmm. he's quoted as saying that this is the best film that he's ever written and the worst film that he's ever seen. Because he did not like the way it turned out. I guess, yeah, Branagh Branagh butchered his original script from what I've heard. Well, Branagh definitely made it his own. It doesn't seem like a Frank Darabont you know written movie so it seems like a kenneth branagh production so right and yeah this movie just like spreads atmospheric feels all over the place because at one point you'll be in the laboratory the next you're in the swiss alps and it looks like the sound of music for some reason it's nuts it's very and i you have the 4k i have the blu-ray version but i couldn't Uh even imagine it getting any better or prettier than this blu-ray because the transfer is phenomenal yeah, no, the 4K looks great too. A lot of like with the Arrow ones, they just do the 2K, they do the 4K, 4K. but then put it on a 2K disc. So there's right. not a huge difference with those. But yeah, the HDR, I guess, is what you'd be missing. But <clears throat> yeah, yeah the, the Frankenstein monster stuff, it's definitely different from what the Universal monster is. Like they just kind of made the monster into the monster here. He seems like he's just trying to figure stuff out. Like there's literally a 15 minute segment to where like he goes to this other house. And learns how to read just by hiding in like their little uh, pen, their their farmhouse, pen, just peeking yeah. through, yeah, <laughs> peeking through the not windows, but just like the boards of the house because they're so poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was interesting because like when I first watched it, I think I was thinking like, oh, well, he learns to read really fast. But I think in the one scene he says something like, well, I don't know if this is something I just I didn't learn it, I just remembered it. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like you know that kind of like his brain actually still works and you know it, it, it's pretty cool and then did you know that the, the one guy the doctor that the body that they use is john cleese i i thought he looked familiar but they put like a whole bunch of prosthetics on him because it, this part looked, looked familiar like his eyes to mouth and the rest of it really didn't yeah he looks super different but yeah john cleese is the body that they used for the frankenstein and then de niro is the brain that he puts right. in his head yeah and also in this um interpretation you get to see De Niro before he turns into the monster. Like he's on mm-hmm. like a can- he's on crutches, and yep. the main reason why he gets killed or why he kills John Cleese is because he doesn't want to get a vaccine. Like yep. <laughs> how like <laughs> that just reminded me of the COVID craziness it's, all over again. Just like ahead yeah. of its time, <laughs> pretty much, or just going around full circle, smallpox and COVID. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> same shit, different day. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I the main thing that I. I liked Kenneth Branagh. He's ripped in this movie, by the way. Oh my God. He's got like an eight. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Crazy. He was working out for this. He, he was ready for this role. Correct. Yeah. Uh, De Niro is great in it. But yeah, Hella, Hella, a bottom Carter. I, I butchered that, but mm-hmm. she was very good. in it. I think her as the monster impressed me a little bit more in her, like five minutes of screen time than what She's De Niro did. Cause she doesn't, yeah. she doesn't say a single word. She expresses so much in her facial expressions. It's, I don't know. I, I I was shocked. And like one of her eyes are covered with stitches too. She just, she does a lot with very little that she's given. Well, you can see like in that one moment, she, re- cause she realizes what's happened, you know what yeah. I mean? Cause she, she wasn't dead for that long, I guess. So she just, she, mm-hmm. she realized it. She's like, I can't believe you did this to me. Yeah. You know? So and yeah. She, literally I, I, see, she sees like the two men fighting over her and that's when she's like, whatever. <laughs> just like yeah. bursts into flames. I'm not dealing with it. Like, I'm not going down this road. I don't want yeah. none of y'all. None of y'all. <laughs> uh-huh. 
but yeah the the movie can be so like grand and braviose with its atmospheric telling and then the last third i feel like just rushes through everything with uh Mm -hmm. de niro literally pulling the heart out of bottom carter like that came out of nowhere looked amazing and i feel like they just sped through the last like 30 minutes of this movie when i would have wanted an extra half hour of it okay yeah well i guess they you know he has to like they skip ahead to like they they speed roll him creating another Frankenstein, really, because he creates the Helena Bonham Carter one in like five minutes of movie Correct. time. Yeah, yeah. That that was the most intriguing part to me, though, is like seeing because the way that it's uh, shot, like the cinematography style of that laboratory making of the monsters, looked so cool to me. Like, yeah, totally unique. Like, that is amazing. Yeah, and just like random editing shots of just like sticking probes into different body parts when they're sticking it through the machine. Uh, very yeah. very cool stuff. Yeah, no, that's a great. The set of that is great. I mean, it's got like that, like, I don't know even what it is. I guess it's where the eels were, but yeah. there's like this big, like, pulsating, like, like I don't know, it looks like a parachute almost above yeah. the vat. It's just super cool. Just a big, it's like, you can't recreate that, yeah, that it, high it, it, budget it, 90s look, you right? Know? <laughs> but then you also get like some Dr. Caligari esque stuff with like the staircase, the giant staircase. With no railings, just looks mm-hmm. very not from this movie, but still very cool. Yeah, and there's really cool scenes of like the flowing like robes, like walking up those staircases. Yeah, I always think it's funny too in this movie. There's like four scenes of people on their knees, like why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's it's loud and grand, and yeah, I I enjoy it. It's a wild movie. There's like literally this maybe takes two minutes of the movie's runtime, but the hanging of that one girl who is suspected of like the child death. Oh my God. Like they just, the crowd literally just like has her picks her up these stairs, throws her off and she's just dead instantly. But the way that she drops and hangs and her mom just goes up there and is just so, you know, emotional about everything that, that got me good. And usually like hangings and stuff like, the Omen didn't really do too much for me, hanging-wise at all. This one, wow. <laughs> this one was crazy. <laughs> yeah, and then, then they had the scene of her mom, like, beneath her, like, uh, right. trying to get her. Yeah. Yeah, this Absolutely. movie's funny, because it's like it's got, like, elements Absolutely. of it that feel like pride and prejudice or something, and then there's elements of, like, someone ripping someone's heart out of their chest. It's, like, very randomly violent, too. Yeah. The yeah. tone of this movie is all over the board, and I... Personally, I'm kind of here for it. I'm not big into like Victorian epic movies like this, but if you throw in some practical effects and gore my way, you will definitely catch my attention. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I think putting this type of storytelling into like a monster movie is very, I don't know, very cool, very unique. I don't know mm-hmm. the, the intro and outro, like the ship stuff at the very beginning. I don't. What was it? You broke up for a second. What, was, what did you say? The ship stuff at the beginning and end of this movie. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if that was my favorite thing at all. I think that they were trying to be true to the book because I think initially yeah. I, I heard that, that that is part of the book. So I think that's probably why they did it. Right. I, that was another cool set, though. That ship looks amazing. Like when the in the beginning, when they're like, you know, sloshing the ice. It. Yeah. yeah, it looks awesome. Right. Um, well, I don't, I think. We went through a lot of these steps very quickly. I don't know if I have anything else. Do you have like a stinger you want to do for Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? Uh, no, I mean, 
I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you want to plug, man? Sorry. No, no, you're all good. Do you want do you want to plug your TikTok okay. stuff here? I can make you nice and big. Uh yeah. I'm just uh Drew Movie Steals on TikTok. I do lives, I do letterbox reviews, um, physical media content, unboxings, all that kind of stuff. So I uh, appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed. And uh, I really had a lot of fun. Yeah, no, th- this was a blast. I-, I could talk to you about Steelbooks all day, Drew. Let, let me tell you what. But uh, I do like to plug the next podcast that I'm doing at the end of every one. And um, I'm taking next week okay. off. I'm going to be on vacation. But the week following okay. that, I am, uh, it's going to be November. And people that collect physical media know that November is Criterion Month. So next episode, episode seven, we'll be talking about 12 Angry Men, the Criterion Collection Edition with Tim Talks Talkies. Should be a very fun conversation. I have not seen this movie since I was in high school. I want to say like 16 years old. So I I feel like my tastes, I I liked it in high school, but I, I, I feel like watching a movie that you haven't watched in 15 years, there's always something special about that. Just to see like how much you've changed as a person. It's always fun to do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just watched 12 Angry Men pretty recently. I think it was last year. I got it during the one Criterion sale, maybe like last year. Yeah, um, yeah it holds up to four and a half stars. There's just one. Right. There's a couple of jurors that just they change their vote. It's a little, little convenient. <clears throat> but other than that, I mean, it's super solid. But I like Sidley Met such a great actor, too. Like Dog Day Afternoon is such a great movie. Correct. Yep. Nope. Can, cannot wait. And black and white movies don't bother me too much at all. I know they bother a lot of like the younger people and stuff, but black and white can get you and even though it's just stuck in a juror room it'll it's captivating from what i remember so i cannot wait to rewatch it i love black and white movies i love the lighthouse i love lahane uh yeah there's lots of great yeah. black and white movies i mean even the, even the more mm-hmm. modern black ones. and white movies in 4k too Ooh, they are crispy man yeah yes the contrast is so great have you seen logan have you seen logan i haven't the, seen the noir version no cut? Dude, it's awesome. I watched uh, Mad Max oh. Blood and Chrome edition, and that sucker looked. I haven't seen that sucker. Looked I haven't seen awesome. that. One. I just watched The Mist in 4K and black and white, and that was really, really good. Oh yeah, yep. I that, that that one's on the list for sure. I've got it. I just yeah, I haven't seen the black and white version. I really want to. It's it's really good. It plays like almost like a Twilight Zone episode, but like nice. with the gore effects from the movie. It looks yeah. really good. Makes sense. Well, cool. Thanks again, Drew, for coming on. That's been episode okay. six of Boutique Talk, and until next time. I'll see you. Appreciate it.